Welcome to another mini episode of The Balance. My name is Catlin Tucker, and this podcast is produced by StudySync. So I love these mini episodes because they just give me a chance to dive into topics that I'm really interested in and passionate about and I think will be useful for teachers. And so I want to focus this episode on the station rotation model. This is one blended learning model, and it's one that I spend a lot of time working with teachers on. So we'll get into training and we'll talk about how do you design and facilitate learning using this model. So station rotation does exactly what the name suggests. There are a series of stations in the classroom and students rotate through them. Now, to be a blended learning model, at least one of those stations needs to be an online learning station. And typically within a station rotation, there are three types of stations. There's a teacher-led station, an online learning station or multiple online learning stations, and an offline or multiple offline learning stations. So for me, it's really important that we are strong striving to balance the online work with the offline work, as well as the individual work with the collaborative work when we are designing a station rotation. But the reason I want to talk about this model right now is I know coming off of a very challenging year, a lot of teachers are kind of wrestling with what worked last year, what didn't work so well that needs to be reimagined, what lessons did we learn that we want to take and kind of weave into our design for the upcoming school year. And I think there have been several pain points that I've heard the teachers I've been working with and coaching talking about this year. And I think that the station rotation model provides a really interesting avenue to address many of those pain points. So I've heard teachers talk one about real challenges with classroom behavior, with classroom management this year. I've heard a lot of teachers feeling frustrated by their inability to meet the diversity of need in their classroom. There's just such a wide spectrum of need in terms of skills and abilities and learning preferences and language proficiencies that it's been very hard for teachers to meet all of those needs, particularly since kids coming back from online learning were in very different places in terms of their skills and ability. The third thing that I've heard a lot about is just frustration from teachers feeling like students aren't motivated and they're not engaged in learning in the classroom. And so if we think about those big pain points, classroom management challenges, we have the the need to, but the challenges around differentiating consistently to address all of the different skills and ability. And then third, really thinking about human motivation and engagement, I think what what we have to acknowledge is that in a whole group teacher-led learning environment, students don't enjoy autonomy as much as they would in a blended environment. They don't get to make as many decisions about their learning. Um, They don't get to control the pace of their progress through learning experiences. And quite frankly, they can often feel very frustrated by the lack of control that they have in a classroom. So when we move from teacher-led whole group lessons where we write the agenda on the board and then we kind of move the class through a sequence of learning activities together and we shift to a more circular approach where we group students in these 
smaller, maybe anywhere from six to eight students in a group, and we move them through a rotation, we can actually start to address some of these key pain points that have made the last couple of years so incredibly challenging. And that's what I want to highlight in this mini episode. We'll start with the pain point of student behavior and classroom management. And a lot of unproductive behaviors really blossom from kind of the misalignment between the pace at which the learning is moving and the pace at which the learner actually needs it to move. So we want to find more places to give learners control over the pace at which they move through and consume new information, the pace at which they process that information, and the pace at which they navigate multi-step tasks. So the more we allow students to work in small groups and self-pace through learning activities and assignments, the more likely they are to stay engaged in that work. The second piece is the frustration around, you know, teachers see all of the different skills, all the different abilities, language proficiencies, learning preferences in a classroom. And especially coming off of COVID, there was a lot of stress around learning loss and how do we get students caught up. And that's very hard to do. It's almost impossible to differentiate consistently and effectively when the teacher is ushering the entire class through the same experience. It's much easier to differentiate effectively and consistently when the teacher is grouping students and then able to work with small groups of students at a time. So that teacher-led station is the perfect opportunity to really begin thinking intentionally about differentiation. Are we differentiating the supports and scaffolds that we're making making available to students at that station? Are we kind of adjusting the explanations and the models that we're using as we help students to learn how to apply a particular strategy or skill? Maybe we are also thinking about the level of rigor and complexity of the practice and application we're asking different groups of students to do to ensure that the work is within their zone of possibility. And then as teachers are kind of getting comfortable consistently differentiating at their teacher-led station, they can start to move out and think about the other stations as well. What might need to be in place at those stations to support all students in making progress and help to remove barriers to progress? The third is that challenge around motivation, really getting students wanting to engage with the work. And this is where giving students more autonomy and more agency becomes really, really important. So what we know from the research around human motivation is that the more autonomy and agency a person has, the more likely they are to be motivated. So as we're designing these stations, really thinking about where can we allow students to make key decisions about their learning? That agency is going to drive their motivation. And as I said in a previous mini episode, kind of thinking about making student choice sustainable with a would you rather choice, we can integrate that into our stations as well. Giving students just one meaningful choice at a station so they feel like they can approach the task from a a place of strength or competence as a learner, um, that they can approach the task in a way where they feel they'll be successful. So, you know, maybe 
they're there. It's an offline station and it's individual and they're going to be reading a complex text, but they have the opportunity to decide, do I want to take traditional notes or draw sketch notes? Do I want to create a concept map or post my ideas in an online discussion post following the station? So really thinking about how do we build that student agency and choice into the station rotation model. And ultimately, what I think station rotation really does is allow teachers more opportunities to connect with learners at that teacher-led station so they feel more effective. They feel more successful as a teacher because quite frankly, in a small group dynamic, you're going to have more students ask questions. You're going to see more of those light bulbs go off, which is why most of us are in this profession. So creating that time for small group instruction, small group interaction can be really powerful for teacher engagement and student engagement. And then as we think about the other learning stations, we really want to, as I said earlier, keep balance in mind? Are we balancing the online with the offline, the individual with the collaborative? Um, Are we asking students to engage in self-assessment and really start to play a much more active role in the learning process in our classrooms? So as we think about embarking on kind of our planning process and really learning maybe to try a different models come fall, I would highly encourage teachers to think about maybe exploring the station rotation model and even looking at some of your traditional lessons and thinking about one could this lesson work as a station rotation? And so one of the kind of strategies I've always described when I work particularly with secondary teachers, but for any teacher who has a lot of experience planning kind of a linear agenda approach to a lesson is to kind of take that linear agenda and what I say is go horizontal with it. And what I mean is kind of take that agenda tilt it on its side and pull apart the individual learning activities to ask yourself, one, could these work with some modification as a station rotation? And would it be a better lesson as a station rotation because you can really prioritize student agency differentiation and student control over the pace of their learning. So the summer is a great time to learn. I have a ton of blogs on CatlinTucker.com if you're curious about station rotation. I also have a mini course focused on station rotation that you can access from my website if you're looking to kind of embrace some self-paced online learning this summer in preparation for fall. to StudySync for producing and sponsoring this podcast. StudySync is committed to helping teachers find balance in their lives by providing them with a robust multimedia ELA platform that simplifies lesson planning, automatically differentiates tasks for learners at different skill levels and with different language proficiencies, and blends online and offline engagement to help students develop as thinkers, readers, writers, and speakers. StudySync's most recently released product, Sync Blast, expands the company's scope to include an engaging supplemental digital inquiry solution for social studies and science classrooms. Visit studysync.com for more information or follow the link in the show notes.